All right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. As always, go follow us on Spotify, Twitter, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, anywhere where podcasts are available. Uh, go on and subscribe. Give us five stars. Give us a good review, and uh, you know, give us give a little heads up on what we're doing today. We've got a the, the next round of the Southern sixty four and a little Super Bowl talk. So, but before we get into that, let's start things off with the good, the bad, and the ugly, and. Uh, Dustin, if you want to kick it off. Sure thing. It's Duke Carolina week. Yep. Uh, greatest rivalry in all the sports, period. Don't care what anyone else's opinion is on it. Go, go Duke. Um, it's the two most important games for me every year, or the Carolina-Duke games. It's in basketball, obviously. Um, it's just fun. It's almost always a good game, no matter how bad or good either team is. And they're – uh, I mean, if you just look at the history, it's 139-114. Carolina's got the edge in the history of the series, but that's pretty darn close. Um, Duke's won the last three. Um, but just in my lifetime, if you think about just like the buzzer beaters, the end of the game, you know, Jeff Capel's half court to send it to OT. You had Chris Duhon going coast to coast. Uh, way back in the early 2000s in Roy's first game against Coach K. You had uh, Trey Jones last year with his intentional free throw miss to hit a buzzer beater to send it to OT. And you had the Austin Rivers shot, what, 2012? Yeah, 2012. 2012. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I was in high school. I was in high school for reference. I was a senior in high school. Yeah, (laughs) Tyler Zeller helped us out that night. He tipped in one of the threes to help put us over the top, but um, there's just so many memorable moments in games. It's, it's always fun to watch. Even when you lose and you walk around angry for the next 24 hours, it's still just a good experience. I get excited for it every year. I'm excited for it again. Um, but that leads me into my bad and my ugly. It's the first time since 1960, neither team has been ranked when they play each other. Yep. So that kind of tells you what kind of year it's been. Doesn't feel so good, does it? Uh, it's I said, weird... doesn't feel so good, does it? <laughs> Not yeah, be ranked. It's a, weird, it's a weird feeling for those of us who aren't used to it. <laughs> we'll get to that later in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. It's all Duke Carolina for me this week. All right, Ryan. All right. So good. Huh. I'll start with something. I've been trying to come up with something unique for. Uh, either a good recommendation or something that I enjoyed for entertainment during all this kind of downtime that we have. So my recommendation this week is a show called restaurants on the edge. Um, I it's on Netflix. Uh, they go to restaurants that are specifically in waterfront towns and they help them out. It's, it's, um, bar rescue is kind of unwatchable to me. This is a lot better. There's a, uh, like a in interior design, there's architecture, there's a f- story of the family. It, it, it tugs on your heartstrings a little bit. Maybe that's just me, but I especially like the chef, uh, Dennis Prescott. I think everyone knows at this point in time, my appreciation for Tony Bourdain and everything he did. And this is a travel show where he goes and he helps people with food. And, uh, he's from, he's uh, Canadian. He's from New Brunswick. Um, He's just a cool dude, and he, uh, it, it's, it's been a show that we've really appreciated watching. So, once again, another show about food from, <laughs> from Angle, <laughs> whatever. Um, the bad. Okay. 
this ties into uh, this ties into Dustin. I knew it was Duke Carolina week. I've been kind of playing, downplaying it on purpose. At six and four and eleven and six overall, we are six and zero at home. Um, I'll go on record and say I don't think the Tar Heels basketball team is very good. Um, we're playing at Duke on Saturday, so at least we'll get the last game at home. It's always better to uh, win the last game in the series, I think, in my opinion. But um, long story short. Uh, we haven't talked about it much because I haven't been super impressed, but they lost to ranked teams that are good. Um, they lost to NC State and Tech on the road. Um, they didn't really show up again against FSU or Clemson on the road either recently. I just I could see this not being the close series and not being the close game that we talked about. But that said, a fun stat that you didn't mention, Dustin, is I think last year I was watching the game down in Richmond, and they said that the amount of points – do I have this correct? The amount of points scored in the series was like – one point differential or something like that. Did I, am and I remember? I think it, I think his stat was the last hundred games, which is about half the series. So in the last like hundred games, they were, th- they're within like one or two points of one another, which is crazy. So hopefully it'll be good, but I don't think we have a good basketball team. So that's my bad. And then my ugly is my goodness, the wait for things like Duke Carolina and NASCAR and golf and the Super Bowl and pitchers and catchers or anything to happen. It just feels like there's nothing going on. So that's kind of been um, my ugly, but at least we got a little golf today. And like we insinuated, we'll have the Duke Carolina game on Saturday. So you can put on a little Tom Petty, the waiting to help you out. (laughs) It really, it's not the hardest part. It's the ugliest part. (laughs) That's it. All All right, Morgan. Let's see here. I'll start with the good. Uh, This week, my work asked me to um, create a uh, video for the safety meeting for explaining how they want the drivers to fill out the paperwork, turn it in, um, things to look out for, which is pretty cool, pretty big for me. Um, It'll be my first time. So I've been trying to jot down ideas and try to get it to flow right for the safety meeting that I got to do you know, in a week or two. You have all this podcast really experience. Well. That's what I was about to say. This podcast has <laughs> definitely helped me out with that. One other good is uh, Tech is still surprising me with their basketball team, even with Radford uh, being out probably for four or five more games. Um, my bad is also Tech's team. <laughs> uh, while they have been playing good, you still don't know what kind of team we have here because they'll they'll beat a team they shouldn't, and then they just lose the following game. Beat Villanova, lose to Penn State. Beat UVA, lose to, to Pittsburgh. You know, kind of sucks. And my ugly, I'm gonna go with my neighbors upstairs. They have upped their game on being complete d bags. Like, I hope they don't listen stuff. to this. They've been dropping stuff on them. Actually, uh, I hope they do listen to this. I hope. I'm on notice, Morgan. <laughs> if, if you are, if you are, if you are, give me five stars, please. Um, <laughs> they, they've upped their game on slamming things onto the floor, and the wife apparently likes to wear high heels when she's in the kitchen. <laughs> so that, that's my good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So for me, I've got like, I guess, two goods and one bad. Um, it's been a pretty solid day overall. Um, I've been 
I say that because I, I rediscovered today how much I love Eric Church's music. It had been a little while. That's like my first good. I, I, it had been a little while since I listened to him and I kind of dived back into it yesterday. I've been kind of like just going through all the albums again, all the old stuff uh, when he was a little bit more rootsy. And then like around the time of um, Mr. Misunderstood and on up through the next couple albums where he went a little bit more heartland rock, like the guy's just a fantastic songwriter is the, the energy he brings in his music is, is unparalleled in the mainstream. And I just like, I had forgotten how good his music was. And I'm kind of glad it's always, it's almost, it's that you, you never can beat discovering an artist the first time when it's brand new, but when you'd haven't listened in a while and you go back and you catch it, just a, a, a little bit of that feeling again of how much you loved it at the first time. It's kind of cool, but Definitely, everybody, if you don't listen to Eric Church, you, you should, because there are two types of people, those that like Eric Church and those that are wrong. But uh, the second good, I got to give a shout out to uh, the ECU Pirates basketball team. The, um, they beat the number five, uh, they beat the number five team in the country, Houston, last night, huh. upset them. That was the only like their second loss of the year. Um, I normally don't give credit to anything out of Greenville, North Carolina, because I have lots of friends there and don't want them to be happy in sports. So. But I got to give them credit. I mean, that's a solid win for a terrible program with high school facilities. So, yeah, good for you, Pirates. Um, bad. That was very solid and good. <laughs> All four of us agree on hating ECU. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even call it a high school facility. Maybe middle school. Yeah. <laughs> Our UNCW roots will come out there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, go to the bad. Uh, Kevin Keats's coaching strategy against Virginia. He, um, you know, you got to give hats off to Jericho Helms for playing well in the absence of Devin Daniels last couple games. Manny Bates had a pretty good game in the first half. TJ Funderburg struggled in his first game back, but he had a good second half. But then um, the state took the lead with like seven minutes to go, came back from like nine down. And DJ Funderburg was playing good defense and scored like nine straight points only for Kevin Keats to inexplicably take him out and put Manny Bates in for the rest of the game. What the hell was that about? I mean, the guy that led the comeback, you take him out. Like, I, I'm kind of getting frustrated with the coaching decisions because it, it's this has been a, a cluster of a season um, after it started off pretty solid. So, like, you know what? Like, you've you've got this year, but if you don't put up next year, seat's going to be warm, and, and rightfully so. So, bad, Kevin Keats is coaching. But that wraps up my good, good, and bad this week. <laughs> There's so much UNCW on this podcast. <laughs> And so much hate for ECU. <laughs> yeah. I'll put ECU up there with uh, St. Louis. <laughs> I don't oh, know about that. Oh, can That's I tell this? Harsh. No, can I tell this? I didn't tell I didn't tell you guys this. St. Louis is still number one hate. I didn't I wasn't saying that. ECU just near it. Near it. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay. So real quick, we were watching a documentary the other day. We were bored. And most have put on some documentary about some guys that row from literally from New Orleans to like the Arctic Circle. It's actually pretty cool. But they got held up in St. Louis and there was one line in the documentary. They were held up there for five days. They couldn't paddle. And they were like, it was the worst five days of our life. St. Louis sucks. And that's all they said <laughs> in the documentary. And I was like, yes. <laughs> did, did they have to wait in a line to get out? Uh, the name of the documentary were there for five days. <laughs> the name of the documentary was like rediscovering North America or something like that. But I'm so glad you brought that up. I forgot this. You know, Damn. it's funny because like obviously I've never been to St. Louis before, but after being in this group text and being on this podcast with y'all, it makes me almost like I hate St. Louis and I have no reason to hate St. Louis. <laughs> it's 
group think. Don't ever go. <laughs> yeah. you, just, just know that all of this animosity comes from a real place. Don't ever <laughs> go there. If you ever get stuck there, don't leave the airport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that wraps up Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I'm going to throw it over to Ryan for this week's edition of the Southern 64. Sure. So we uh, this week we're doing – so we've done sports. And, guys, help me remember. What do we do the first week? Cities? Uh, uh, location. Experience cities. Experiences. Yeah. Okay. So this week we're doing food. And I have a feeling that this will be the one that may uh, may get some people kind of – up in arms. Oh, so let's, let's oh. jump into it. Um, we couldn't include everything. I tried to come up with as many creative ways to include everything as I could. So for our number one seed, sweet tea and our number 16 seed is boiled peanuts or peanuts in general. So anyone have any thoughts on this? I, I quite honestly would almost prefer peanuts to sweet tea. Sweet tea is not a favorite of mine, but <laughs> I think I've gone on record and said that in the past. Sweet tea, boiled peanuts. You got two boiled peanuts over here. All right. (laughs) Dustin, what do you think? Boiled peanuts. I mean, I don't drink a lot of sweet tea anymore because sugar. And everybody hates sugar these days. But Canceled. But, yeah, sugar has been canceled. (laughs) Um, But I, I feel like I have to go sweet tea like it's there's nothing more quintessentially like southern than just a syrup based like drink that gets put on your right in front of you and it's not a soda it's just like this syrupy like thick thing and you drink it and it just tastes really good because it's really sweet but it's because of all the sugar in it Uh, so i agree with you but there's nothing better than being on the back country roads and you pull up next to old beat up pickup truck to get yourself a bag of uh boiled peanuts well where we're from you, you can go to a little country store that sells it and they have signs all over the interstate that say you'll be nuts not to stop here <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i'm i'm going sweet tea but i peanuts get respect i just i'm not mr i like peanut butter more than i like peanuts i agree I'm in the same camp. I'll I'll go sweet tea mainly because I remember watching my own my number one experience with sweet tea is making is watching them make it at Causeway in the mornings, and just watching them pour the asinine amount of sugar into it, and just thinking like coffee's coffee's good for me. I think I did enough damage last night. I don't need all that in there as well. <laughs> but uh, Logan, what do you think? What's your yeah? Vote? So like peanuts are fine. I mean, there's I, I like them. I don't love them, but you know, if you ever listen to Good Directions by Billy Currington, he didn't send that young lady up to the uh, way up yonder past the caution lights at a little country store with the old Coke sign to ask Miss Bell for some of her boiled peanuts. He asked for sweet tea. He told her to ask for sweet tea. So sweet tea gets my vote. So by your analysis, turnips should be the number two seed. Sure. <laughs> <Is that> right? <laughs> I'm pretty pro turnip, actually. I love turnip greens. Uh, I mean, yeah, the turnips also gave us a great southern saying of I didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday. So <laughs> for those that haven't heard that song, just go listen to it. You'll get yeah. what we're talking about. Good direction. I don't know by why Billy Carrington. 
I don't know why you've made it this far in our podcast if you haven't listened to that song, though, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. All right. Uh, eight seed versus the nine seed. Eight seed is gumbo. Um, and the way I phrase this is, is that these are our borderline southern states, right? Texas and Louisiana go into battle here. Eight seed gumbo, nine seed chicken fried steak. Gumbo, more like hell no. Give me chicken fried steak every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll, I'll let, you stole my joke, man. <laughs> oh, really? My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Phil, more like. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Morgan? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Morgan's <laughs> literally crying from how hard he's been laughing. <laughs> uh, I'd take him for I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm not a gumbo fan. All right. Uh, <laughs> chicken fried steak is absolutely delicious. I love it. Put some gravy on it and have some good sides. Hard to beat. But I'm a pretty big fan of gumbo, too. I, uh, I, I enjoy it. Like there's a, there's actually a place in Newburn, North Carolina that makes a really good gumbo. Um, not to mention like if you actually have gumbo in like New Orleans, but uh, I'm going gumbo. I, I like it. It's a bunch of good stuff all together. It's kind of like a stew, but with a little bit of seafood in it. All right. This was the most difficult one for me. I've talked in the past about babes down in, uh, down in Texas, which is they one of their two specialties is, is chicken fried steak right over by the racetrack. But I really, really, really liked gumbo to the point where I literally gave myself gout when we were in New Orleans because I was eating all the gumbo. <laughs> I loved it so much. So maybe this is another one for the Facebook group. I'll, I'll go, I'll go gumbo and let's put it online and see what people think. Just we'll like we'll, it. We'll, we'll tie it up. Another time. I like it. All right, number five. Mac and cheese versus number 12, pecan pie. Did I say it correctly? First, no, you did not. Wrong. (laughs) See, there's an argument there. I'll tell you an an abridged version of what BJ Barham once said. He goes, Look, I've I've looked up the dictionary pronunciation. He goes, I get it. It, It's a pecan tree, it's a pecan. But the moment you take and put it in there and the sugar hits the pecan, it becomes pecan pie. That's how Alabama said it. Uh, also, if you look at the word, it's C-A-N. C-A-N is can, not con. It would be spelled C-O-N if it was con. So Fair stop enough. pronouncing it weird. We don't want to be con artists here, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Bad jokes for days. <laughs> <laughs> and for the record, I think it was sweet potato pie, not pecan pie. All right. Uh, I'll go mac and cheese. I'm, I'm full in on cheese. I'm full in on, on love and cheese, mac and cheese. It's especially if it's crusty, if it's, if it's loose, that's fine too. Mac and cheese all day, every day. Morgan's doing the, Morgan's doing the phone a friend option. (laughs) (laughs) What was that Morgan? What's your, What's your household uh, vote? Mac and cheese. Mac and All cheese right. is, is beautiful. You can do anything with your mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is delicious, but pecan pie is better. You can put, Sorry. You can put pecan pie all day. 
And and the only thing better than pecan pie is banana pudding, which is a travesty that that banana pudding wasn't filled in on on this bracket. I'm gonna go ahead and lodge my complaint right now. Look, I figured pecan pie is fine. I like the pie part. Pecans kind of suck. I normally Dustin used to get mad because and tell me I was wasting the pecan pie because I'd pick the pecans off and just eat the pie. But I don't care. It, it's pecans kind of suck. It's mac and cheese all day. Mac and cheese goes with anything, especially when you mix it with uh, with uh, some Eastern NC style barbecue. Yeah, it's mac and cheese for me. I just look at it as it, especially when adding some chopped up avocados too. <laughs> Mister Healthy over here. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're talking about two foods that are either full of carbs, which turn into sugar, or just sugar. So. And he's like, let me put a few avocados in here. Come on, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't grow up like this. I'm disappointed in you. Uh, all fried. right. What was it? Put some chicken fried steak in it then. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Number four, cornbread. Number 13, grits. Uh, I'll go on record here. I love grits. I like anything that's soupy, anything kind of stuff like that. But um, so I'm going grits, cornbread. And by like grits, by grits, are we talking about the food or the girls raised in the South? Either one. <laughs> Team grits. <laughs> <laughs> the hominy wow. grits, the hominy grits in in Charleston, we all had were, were amazing. So grits, yeah. grits, grits, grits. It's grits day. for me. Cornbread sucks. It's so dry. It's overrated. I'm I'm going with grits. I'm a cornbread man. <laughs> I knew we shouldn't have done this with four people. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Well, look, grits are delicious, but so I feel like so often people get do grits bad. Like you go to places and they're just not good. Yeah. Now, Charleston, they were good. Good shrimp and grits. That was good. You know, like, but by and large, I'll take cornbread. Take cornbread over grits all day. Let's tie that baby up. All right, we got another tie. This, by the time people listen to this, this will probably, hopefully, be getting some uh, back and forth online. That'll be kind of fun. For number six, we did barbecue, barbecue, all types, all sauces. I'm, I'm not breaking it down. We just, it's barbecue, period. And a story. If you don't break it down, then I can't support it. Sorry. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Tomato based, vinegar based, Memphis based. We're we're doing it all. Versus Hollywood barbecue. Versus New York barbecue, Wisconsin barbecue, brisket. Should I have said Southern barbecue? Would that be better? (laughs) (laughs) Versus fried sides. That's the eleven seeds. You got okra, tomatoes, hush puppies. Trying to keep as many things in here as we could. So barbecue versus the sides you get with barbecue. Well, if we're talking Eastern North Carolina, vinegar-based barbecue, the only truly good barbecue in the world, then yeah, barbecue. (laughs) We're going to have to do a whole episode on barbecue. Oh, I agree. That'd be great. 100%. We could do a taste test and everything. That'd be kind of dope. Yeah, do our own barbecue reviews. Morgan? I know you've been to Kansas City and 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 had it. I know you've had Eastern North Carolina barbecue, but I know you're a fan of some of the the vegetables too. So, which one? I will agree. I am a big fan of all the the fixings that you get when you come with your barbecue plates. You know, 
I said fixins with an INS, no G. Um, <laughs> but uh, barbecue, at the end of the day, is give me a barbecue. Hush puppies, you eat three or four, and you get full. <laughs> I agree with you on that. Hush puppies are not a favorite of mine. Logan, what's your what's your opinion? So, like we've always said, this is completely based off of our subjective opinions with no logic whatsoever. It's what we like more. So, in my mind, I'm thinking Eastern North Carolina barbecue. So, it's barbecue. Sides are great, but sides are just sides if you don't have the main thing. Uh, main thing there. The main thing is barbecue. So, all right. I would like to go on record and say fried okra is literally one of my favorite things in the entire world. Um, I could take or leave the fried, fried green tomatoes. The Causeway fried okra is one of the greatest things in the entire world. I thought it was wonderful. Same restaurant that makes the sweet tea like that. However, um, barbecue. Barbecue is where it's at. Barbecue burn ends, barbecue mac and cheese, barbecue. As you said, Logan, as long as you got the sides, it, it adds to it. But barbecue is where it's at. So burn ends i can handle i like all different types hawaiian barbecue while we're at it naming all sorts of different kinds of barbecues so i i haven't run into one i haven't liked yet so that that's an easy win for me all right three versus 14 and i figured this might get some uh some reaction from you guys biscuits versus brunswick stew well, that's not even a question like this is an insult brunswick <laughs> stew. okay and and first off, if you're getting your Brunswick stew from a grocery store in a can, you're doing it all wrong, and you should go outside and and have someone punch you in the face with the can. Because with the can, you need to go to a small town. Get there, you get hit with a twisted tea, or some, or, some, or some redneck in his backyard with a big kettle pot who's brewing it, and get you to buying buy yourself a couple quarts of it. I've heard that. Uh... Isn't it true that your your mom, right? She goes to the church, like basement or something like that, and and yeah, buys did. it buys it in bulk. Every year, she she uh, sends me a text. How many quarts do y'all want? <laughs> oh yeah, put that stuff in the freezer. Eat that all year long. Oh, we still have one in the freezer right now. No, we ate it. Oh, we ate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the disappointment on his face, right there. <laughs> Dustin, what do you think? Brunswick stew at the Duke Duke game or biscuits from Bojangles? This one's probably the hardest one. Um, tough one. It is a tough. Yeah, one. I I love biscuits. I absolutely love them. Um, it's always was like a side to a meal growing up. Our grandma always, when she cooked dinner, she had biscuits. You know, you know, didn't always have Brunswick stew, although she had plenty of them in the freezer, but. She, you know, it was always a biscuit to go with what, no matter what you ate, it, whether it was chicken, whether it was roast beef, whether it, it did, you know, just that was the side. Um, now, on the other hand, Brunswick, the church Brunswick's too, it's legit. It's the real deal. Um, our, our mom and our grandma always have a freezer full of it. And every time we go home, they're like, here, take some stew home. And so we take, we always bring it back with us. It's incredible. And Jenny's always like, like how much of we this are we getting? But I think in terms of like what do I actually like eat the most of? It's probably biscuits. I think I gotta go biscuits because I eat it way more often with a meal than I do Brunswick stew. I 
like you flipped your answer there in the middle of your, your conversation. I just want to lead you astray a little bit. He's been watching the campaign. I did not see that one coming. He's been watching the campaign. He knows how to give a solid answer. Please both sides. <laughs> <laughs> Migrant tilt to world workers are this country's backbone. <laughs> what do you think, Logan? What's so, yeah, I love, I love biscuits. I, I eat biscuits all the time. But I got to say, I'm, I'm comparing the best biscuits versus the best Brunswick stew. Not, not what I'm eating more, not like middle of the road versus middle of the road or vice versa, or like worst versus best. It's just top of the line biscuit versus top of the line Brunswick stew. I'm probably going to give the slight edge to Brunswick stew, but this is probably the most difficult one that I had to choose from. For me, it was the exact opposite. I'm a stew guy. I'm a soup guy. I bother my wife to make it every week. She hates soup, so it's a labor of love for her. It's Brunswick stew all the all the time. So, in a uh, in an upset, Brunswick stew takes out biscuits. Sorry, America. Take that biscuits. <laughs> Clearly, haven't had big ads biscuits. <laughs> Those are some of the best biscuits I've ever had. All right, um, this will be a good one. The seven seed moonshine versus the ten seed bourbon. Ooh. Team bourbon. Sorry, I. I know that uh, bourbon's probably not going to kill me if it's made the wrong way. <laughs> I don't want to have to burn off my, my moonshine like we used to have to do in college and, oop, this one's bad. All right, we'll try this mason jar instead. It depends on where you're getting your moonshine from. I mean, if you go and get that crap from Boom, you're probably not going to like it. If you go up to you know, Franklin County, Virginia, up around Floyd, you know, um, you're going to get some good stuff up there. True. Um, I won't speak, uh, too much about where we got it from. I'll just say that <laughs> your college roommate certainly knew how to, uh, ha- how to land some decent stuff. And I had a couple nights on it. <laughs> Bourbon all the way. I like the flavor too, especially on the rocks. Feels warm and comfy. I think we talked about this at Christmas time. Bourbon. That's an easy one for me, but how about you guys? What do you think, Logan? So I honestly haven't had Moonshine a lot. I've tried it before. When I tried it, I didn't really like it that much. And, you know, the fact that, you know, it it can kill you. I, I've always been a little apprehensive. But I'm not – I was I was never impressed whenever I had moonshine. I love bourbon. I, I do, like, uh, my favorite drink um, outside of, like, an, a good IPA is, is an old-fashioned. So I, I kind of have to go with uh, with bourbon. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to follow you, Logan. Old, I like a really good old-fashioned. If you know made right, um, moonshine. I like moonshine. You know, growing up in Virginia, I always find ways to find some of it. Whether my uncle brought it down from Frank, Franklin County, or uh, my dad had some somewhere, but you know, bourbon you can have a little bit more of and enjoy. Dustin, bourbon's overrated. Everybody thinks it's this fantastic, wonderful thing, and it's just not. It's not nearly as good as people say it is. It's not it's not as good as it is when you say it's mixed in other stuff. It's not as good as you say it is when it's just on the rocks. It's just it, it's fine. It, it does the job. It doesn't taste bad, but it's not incredible. So I'd I'd much rather have moonshine, real moonshine from somebody who made it out in the woods. Um, if it's made right and you're getting it from the right people, it tastes better. And it do- also doesn't taste like Everclear. It actually is has a taste and flavor to it. So moonshine all day. Y'all are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I must say that the uh, 
that some of the moonshine I'm thinking of that we that we did have was very smooth, and I was very impressed with the drinkability of it. We were drinking it during the World Series. It wasn't like it knocked on your ass or anything. We just were sipping on it and passing it around. Very communal, honestly. How much? Yeah, I remember past the third inning. Uh, well, we have a problem with drinking back in the day, so um, we 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 remember well past the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> All the way up to throwing hats out the window. <laughs> also, what a wonderful time when you didn't have to worry about somebody else's spit in your uh, in your moonshine. Yeah, no, no comment. <laughs> uh, all right, our last one: fried chicken versus hot chicken. Hot chicken being the fifteen, two being the fried. Hot chicken's a big thing in Nashville. Um, we've mentioned it before, Hattie B's and churches and all the other establishments down there. Um, uh, Bolton's is down there as well. Um, I must say having had it in Nashville and having really enjoyed it, I really like spicy stuff. Um, long story short is I've tried it multiple times in restaurants, either around this area or just around the country. And it, it disappoints me every time. It's something that I truly think that you can't, you can't recreate. Um, unless you really know what you're doing and you know the right spices, I'm on this grail to kind of find hot chicken that isn't, that is actually hot chicken outside of Nashville. And I, I haven't yet. Um, so I'll throw my hat in the ring for hot chicken, but I wouldn't be surprised if everybody else picks fried chicken. So Logan, what do you think? Yeah. So I've had hot chicken in Nashville. It was very good. Um, I, I liked it, but there's a reason fried chicken is the number two seed. It's like sweet yep. tea. It's quintessentially Southern. And I eat fried chicken. I'll probably pay for this in my forties or fifties, but I eat fried chicken about every week. And I, I love fried chicken. Um, it's just, we, as Dustin and I have said ad nauseum on this show, you know, we have fried chicken at Thanksgiving, not Turkey. So obviously I'm pretty favorable. It's fried chicken for, for me. Dustin, is oh, yeah. your book going to go the same way? Absolutely. I mean, there's no chance that I would vote for hot chicken or fried chicken. We have it at Thanksgiving. We used to have it every single Sunday after church. Uh, there, if you want it out of a restaurant, place in Myrtle Beach called Maryland's Fried Chicken, incredible. You want another good place? Go down to New Orleans, Willie Mae Scotch House. Uh, most barbecue places in North Carolina do good fried chicken. There, there's a place in Rocky Mountain Gardeners uh, that does really good fried chicken. Like. Fried chicken is it, man. Like, if you had to pick a final meal, you're picking biscuits, fried chicken, some sort of other good side to go with that, and some banana pudding. I mean, it's fried chicken all day. Hot chicken's not even in the conversation. Banana pudding lasts last four out. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, what do you think? Oh, I'm going fried chicken every day. Okay. I love some good fried chicken. <laughs> uh, well, I know that fried chicken is the more southern thing, but I wanted to at least throw my hat in the ring for the for, for Nashville there. So we'll go fried chicken. So that leaves our well, we've got two ties, and we can post this online. But we've got sweet tea that won. What's that? So I could make it interesting and make it three ties. Nope, we're not going back. <laughs> you have to accept the results of this election <laughs> it's sweet tea mac and cheese barbecue brunswick stew and fried chicken oh bourbon and fried chicken that advance and then we have ties with cornbread and grits and boiled peanuts and gumbo 
So we'll we'll put that up and we'll see what people think. So that's it for this week, Southern 64. We'll make our, we'll keep making our way through these. And as we get smaller and smaller, maybe we can uh, push the winners out and we'll see how they do. All right. So moving on to the next topic. This weekend is uh, a quasi-holiday in the United States of America. It is Super Bowl Sunday. And, you know, everybody, this is a time where everybody usually, I'm sure most people probably still will, but it would be to lesser extent. Some people might not, but because it's being a weird year with the pandemic and everything. But usually speaking, this is a time where people get together. Um, people that never watch a single football game all year um, show up to watch football. It's about like the folks that never go to church and it's Easter Sunday for them for football season. So um, <laughs> they, um, yeah. So this is, this is their Easter for, um, for football. So they show up, they watch one game and there'll be uh, a lot of people watching the commercials. See, that's always fun. But uh, we kind of wanted to discuss the Super Bowl a little bit, like some you know general memories we maybe have of past Super Bowls, and then get into some of the weird bets that you can place for this weekend's matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, Tampa. I mean Tampa Brady, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lots of Freudian slips in there. But uh, but yeah, I mean if one of you guys want to start start off with some uh, Super Bowl memories you have, I got I have a good memory. Um, what was it the uh, the Patriots uh, Seahawks Super Bowl not too long ago. I uh, out of blue decided I'm going to drive up and, and hang out with the uh, the gang up there in in DC in Maryland for Super Bowl weekend. Just got in the car, took off that Friday and Monday, and drove up. We had a great time. Um, let's see what, what was one of the things we did. We, I remember we were racing against time to get from Angle's house to the apartment that Melissa was living in, in, in downtown, um, what was it, downtown D.C., right? Yes, sort of close. Angle. Capitol Hill neighborhood. Um, and it's the first Super Bowl with my now Domino's. wife. <laughs> we're, ordering, we're ordering Domino's on the way to have it be so delivered at, at the same time that we show up. <laughs> it was an interesting Super Bowl because we're watching it. And I'm sure most people remember it the entire time. At the very end, it looked like that uh, Tom Brady was about to lose a, yet another Super Bowl, and the, and the Seahawks were going to go on and win two in a row. And the most bonehead play ever concocted in Super Bowl history went on. When you have Marshawn Lynch on the one yard line, you run the ball in. Yet they throw it and intercept it, and angle goes ape shit. <laughs> it was the most improbable play. That... <laughs> it was the most they outsmarted themselves. There's there's no chance that a safety is going to make an interception on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, and and that guy in the backfield. It's it's just it's. I can right. tell you. I can tell I you why that happened. <laughs> I can tell you why that happened. Just to you know to bring it back to as I like to do NC State it's NC State shit because who was the quarterback it was Russell Wilson who was the head coach it was Pete Carroll who was once I believe a defensive coordinator or a linebackers coach at NC State so yeah it followed them through their career just to to bite them in the ass in the Super Bowl Pete Carroll (laughs) used to be the head coach of the Patriots too way back in the day when I was a kid (laughs) uh to to flesh that story out a little bit more Morgan um I details out I've, I've, uh, I've 
had a f- my share of Super Bowls spent with Morgan for whatever it's worth. We've known each other for a really long time. Um, we were at brunch earlier that morning. There was some. There was a lot of uh, mimosas that were consumed and bottomless and all that sorts of it. other. Nothing else happened. Nothing. Nothing else happened. Correct. You're, some, you're acting a little squirrely there, Morgan. What happened? I wasn't going to bring that up. Actually, <laughs> just there was. There was uh, a lot of mimosas consumed, and then we kind of managed to. Dustin, you were there with us too. Our buddy Ryan was there, girlfriends and such. And then we, uh, like I said, it was the first one I. That was the first Super Bowl I'd spent with with my wife, my now wife, uh, where she was living down there. But we were flying down the road trying to make kickoff. Um, Dustin, do you? I was going to ask you this. Do you remember where you were? Because I know we were going to meet up later, and then you were somewhere that night too and I, I don't remember was somebody I think we intent- went to to y'all's place to your wife's place and then i think i think we went to uh some friends of ours in arlington we had promised them that we would go by their place so me right. and at the time my girlfriend now my wife went to somebody else's thing because we had spent like the past couple of days you know all of us hanging out and we were like all right well Hope the Pats lose. See you later. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that we were all together and then we split up for some reason after after that. But Morgan, you're right. I did go ape shit. I did yell some, as Logan mentioned uh, earlier. Um, previous to this podcast when we were talking, I did yell some inappropriate things uh that you can only would be only be appropriate on the golf course. I was running around a uh, house of a girl and her roommate that I just recently met. I was I was in rare form. So <laughs> You really can't talk about the Super Bowl recently without memories of the Pats. I don't need to run through all of them. But uh, it is the one thing I'll say is that it is interesting um, that they've kind of always been there. The brief narrative for me would be that uh, I've seen them play in almost all the Super Bowls. So that's kind of weird for some team members or sorry, for some sports fans. Um, It's been kind of cool that I've been alive um, for most of the Super Bowls. I, I was alive, but don't remember the 85 Bears. Um, the first Super Bowl I watched in college, they were in. Um, it wasn't very popular to be a Patriots fan in North Carolina when they beat the Panthers. That wasn't. You kind of had to get used to walking around and apologizing to everyone uh, for being a Pats fan. So I learned that 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 uh pretty early on. <laughs> and then, of course, Morgan, I'm sure you'll love to run wild with this, but uh, I was so cocky and so confident in 2008 um, when they were 18 and 0. And I invited everyone over. I cooked food. I made a spread for everyone. I sat everybody down on the couch like it was, you know, banquet seating. I had everybody around the table. We had people from New England in the house. We had people from Massachusetts in the house. We were, and we were beyond confident, beyond confident that little person did not make the tackle. That little Eli Manning, little little brother Eli Manning. We that's cute that he showed up. And it is by far still to this day, the most traumatizing sports moment of my life. I tuned into a sports show the other day that I like to watch. And they reminded me that it was the, what the anniversary of that. I don't even know what anniversary would be at this point. The 13th year anniversary. I immediately texted Morgan. I was like, what is this crap? Why are they still bringing this up? I have to hear about the helmet catch all the time. It was the most important play in Super Bowl history. It's terrible. It's the most traumatizing moment of my life. So the Super Bowl brings up very mixed emotions for me, even though we've won quite a few. Hated it. I just I, go I ahead. Agree that that's the most important moment in Super Bowl history. 
I'd have to say Doug Williams coming back uh, from an injury and throwing the most points in one quarter in Super Bowl history. Still a record. Still a record. Scored the most points. 35 points in, in one quarter. Wow. Was that in the 70s? No, it was uh, 80s. 87. Okay. The, uh, they beat up the Broncos. Everyone's pretty boy, John Elway. <laughs> <laughs> What's the first Super Bowl that you guys remember? Um, the first one I remember, like, hanging out with people and drinking and having a good time was the, uh, was the Rams. Okay. The and Rams. The show on turf. Yeah. Logan? Yeah, the first one I remember watching was, uh, it was the 2002 season, but it was, it was in January or February, like it normally is of 03. It was the Tampa Bay Bucks versus, which is kind of funny because like Tampa's in it this weekend, but it was Tampa versus Oakland. Uh, Oakland had an old Jerry Rice. Um, John Gruden was coaching the Bucks from a team that basically Tony Dungy built and he took them and uh, took them to the Super Bowl that year. And the Bucks just destroyed the Raiders in the second half. But I remember that because like I was really, I was probably, I would think I was about to turn nine in a couple months. So I was like, I was a little kid. Yeah, but I remember it because, like, I watched it with Dustin, actually. And the uh, we had, like, this room as soon as you entered in. I can't remember if that was the great room or the living room, whatever it was. But that uh, that room that we had, like, a Windows 98 computer in the corner and an old TV at the front, and we watched the game on that TV. And that was, like, my first Super Bowl memory was watching the, uh, the Bucks destroy the Oakland Raiders with Dustin um, at our old house on Washington Street in Roanoke Rapids. <laughs> Dustin, what was yours? Uh, I wish it was the – I wish I could remember. I also wish I could remember the Redskins. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl was in my lifetime because who knows if, if I'll see that again. At least but, it was in um, y'all's lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I can claim uh, at least, yeah, two, two in yeah. my lifetime. So, uh, I don't really remember the first one watching it. I mean, it, moments that stick out would be the uh, Janet Jackson one that would, the Panthers yeah. were in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, a buddy of mine asked, like, a bunch of friends to come over, I guess, because the Panthers were in it. And so I, I went over to their house, and, like, you know, their mom and dad's super nice, and, like, there were, like, 10 kids sitting there watching the Super Bowl who were all, like, 16, 17 years old, and all of a sudden Janet Jackson rips off her top, and they're, like, scrambling to be like, you know, what, what just happened? <laughs> so that moment stands out because it, of the situation I was in, not necessarily because of that, but because I'm sitting there with all these other people and these parents being like, oh no, this just happened in, at my house. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Too. Well, that's probably one of my favorites to watch because we it was like me, uh, my buddy Daniel Cotter was in town, uh, my friend Jeremy, and I want to say uh, my buddy Tim. And it was just us four in the bartender down at Lula's uh, Irish pub, downtown Wilmington. Like nobody else was in there. It was dead, dead in there. And we just had the TV and the entire bar to ourselves. So we were just kind of chilling, had the TV on blasting, uh, drinks whenever we want them. I think half, half, half our bar tab was like wiped out. Nice. I yeah. I remember that Super Bowl too, just because, uh, not for the same reason, but just because, 
I was, it was the 2004 Super Bowl, but it was 03 season. So I was like nine or 10. And our, mine and my younger brother's friend, Aaron, and his mom came to the house to watch it because, you know, the Panthers were in it. So everybody's like jumping on the bandwagon in North Carolina. And we're watching, you know, pulling for the Panthers and everything. But then right as halftime's about to start, uh, me and Landon get into an argument. I make him cry over something. So mom cuts the TV off and starts fussing at us. So we didn't watch the halftime show. So the whole Janet Jackson thing, we didn't see it. <laughs> Had to go look it up on the on the dial up internet later. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's so funny. I don't think I knew that. <laughs> I definitely have to say the most boring one I've ever watched was the, the Bears Colts. Yeah, I agree. Downpour. I think we're over at um over at the, the Reed brothers house. Over on what was the name of that street? I can't remember. In uh, in Wilmington, Brickle, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that's right. No, Brickle was over there by the university. They lived down there off of uh, Current Market. Oh well. I can't remember the name of the street. It, it was Rex Grossman and what? And uh, Peyton Manning, right? Yeah. Is he still on the Colts? Yeah. <laughs> what, what was uh, Rex Grossman's nickname? Sexy Rexy, whatever he. Like, hey, I got an open receiver down the field, but I see two guys, you know, one guy cut, you know, triple cover. I'm going to throw to him. (laughs) He wasn't the best University of Florida quarterback ever, but. (laughs) He he had his moments. He definitely had moments where he was a good quarterback. I I have a weird connection to Minnesota for some reason. The first memory I have of of football as a kid, really. One of the first is I went to the the year you guys were talking about that the Redskins won in 92. I actually went to a playoff game because they played the Vikings in the playoffs. And I happened to be in Minnesota visiting my, cushion? what? Wasn't that the seat cushion game? I, I don't, they, I don't uh, know. All the seat cushions onto the, onto the uh, football field. I don't remember that. I just remember it was really loud. I was probably, I don't know, six or seven. But um, the Redskins won, obviously, because they went to the Super Bowl. Um, it was incredibly loud inside the Metrodome, which is what it was at the time. And uh, then recently for work, I ended up being in Minnesota again for work. And it was during the Super Bowl. And I got to go walk in like negative 30 degree weather or whatever the hell it was a couple of years back, three, two, three years ago. I, I have a picture of me in front of like the the ice sculptures and everything. And I was walking through like the downtown marketplace in, in Minneapolis. So for some reason, Minneapolis Super Bowls, uh, I have a connection to, I don't know why. <laughs> so, oh, well. Um, yeah. do, you, do you guys want to run through the weird bets or do you want to talk about, do we miss anything? Is there any other like? Well, my, my favorite over the years, although the last couple of years, they've been really lame. Um, but the commercials um, and the ads are always probably more of my favorite thing than the actual the game itself because, I don't know, I love football, but the, the Super Bowl ads are always good because it's all, you know, it could be anything from like a, a trailer for a movie you had no idea was coming out or you were anticipating, and you finally get to see it during Super Bowl week during the game. Um, obviously, the, the Budweiser Clydesdale, even though their tour sucks in the little <laughs> city. The ad's always really good. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but with without going into great detail, 
the, the uh, Super Bowl ads this year are going to be a shell of what they normally are because a lot of advertisers have pulled out. Budweiser, I believe, is one of them because they say that I think it's going to be – I've heard they don't want to be like uh, like do something that could be offensive like with everything going on. So it's going to kind of suck this year. Um, so that that's one of the re- – I don't really have a connection to most teams in the Super Bowl because the Redskins never make it. And so, I mean, I normally I like to at least see some funny commercials, but this year is going to be a little different. Isn't doesn't Wednesday or the weekend or whatever his name is? Isn't he got a Super Bowl ad? Maybe, but oh, but Eric Church is performing um, pre-show, I believe. Um, he's doing the national anthem with somebody else. It's going to be like some collaboration or whatever. So, interesting. Cool. That's the only good thing about it. Super Bowl is overrated. So are the commercials. I actually, so are the whole that. experience. The NFL yeah, I don't is overrated. Yeah, the NFL is overrated. The Super Bowl is overrated. I don't understand why America shuts down for this game every year. I'd much rather watch the college football national championship any year, unless the Redskins were in it, of course. Why is that always on a Monday, by the way? Yeah. Well, while we're, <clears throat> while we're complaining about things, why is the Super Bowl on a Sunday? Why isn't it on a Saturday? Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense. Who cares if they bumped it up a couple hours to six or six thirty? Oh man! Like, yeah, why is it on a Sunday? I, I think it's so annoying on a Sunday night. Yeah, I, I get, I hate it. Like, have it on Saturday night in prime time if you really want to do it. But like, I'd rather watch a one p.m. kickoff than why, watch why? a Sunday evening Super Bowl. No, why right? It moved the national championship game for college football and basketball to Saturday. Agree. Uh, yeah. Agree. Why Monday nights? Why Monday nights? TV no, competition, probably. Probably. You don't want people getting hammered on Saturday night. <laughs> so let's let's let them do it on a Sunday night. That's <laughs> drinking on a Monday night. Like, okay, obviously you don't know me. <laughs> I would, you guys want to watch a real sport that uh, has their biggest event on a Sunday? NASCAR. They do Daytona 500, and then the next Monday, you have the day off. You're welcome, America. <laughs> That's next week, though. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> there is one thing I'd like to add, because I think that uh, at this point, uh, it, it needs to be said for Tom Brady. Tom Brady has been in most of, overwhelmingly most of the Super Bowls of what I remember in my life, and I'm a guy that 15 years ago, I hated his guts. I was a Peyton Manning kid who loved Peyton Manning. And I hated Tom Brady. About five years ago, I grew to respect Tom Brady because he just, the guy wins. I'm willing to admit that at this point in my life, I downright like the guy. Tom Brady is the greatest that's ever suited up to, to uh, throw the football. And there's no other, there, it's open and shut at this point. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't care what anybody says. And here he is at 43 years old with another team and he's in the Super Bowl. Has he thrown 35 points in one quarter before? <laughs> Didn't think so, Doug Williams. After, probably against, after probably back, against the Falcons. <laughs> after, coming back, after coming back from a groin injury, too. Uh, also, I, agree with, I agree with you, Logan, but I couldn't be the one as the Patriots fan to say that. <laughs> also, also, Joe Montana is undefeated in Super Bowls. Yeah, he went to what, four? I think That's Brady's the same. been to... So, Go ahead. That's the that argument's ridiculous. I, I get on my soapbox about this when people talk about LeBron and Michael Jordan. Well, Michael Jordan's six and zero in the finals. Yeah, he only went six freaking times. Uh, Joe Montana only went four times. What's better, 
not make like not making the playoffs, losing in the first round, the second round, or going to the championship game. I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, I'm not towards you. I just that gets me fired up because um, it's the same thing with the Jordan LeBron debate. It's exciting. I mean, Tom Brady's been in more Super Bowls than the years I spent in college. <laughs> I just as, I just as of this year. <laughs> as of this year. Uh, it's funny some of the things that we brought up because they definitely fit in so you just said lebron right yeah there's a bet that you can place will lebron be said during the broadcast you can actually bet on this why why what does that have to do with the super bowl like what it's so silly it's ridiculous who cares you talked about eric church singing the national anthem every year they do on on sunday What's up? Well, what I'm saying is, if it's, if it's you know um, Chris Collinsworth, then that's a bet in itself. How many times is he gonna go? Now here's a guy. <laughs> it's or, Tony I, Romo. <laughs> or I really like this guy, and y'all let me tell you why I like this guy, man. He had his birthday party one time, and it was, it was so great. And like, okay, Chris, this has nothing to do with football. Thank goodness it's Tony Romo and Jim Nance. We're going to get, hello, friends. We're coming to you from live inside the fill-in-the-blank booth. Meanwhile, at least with Chris Collins. We play before it happens. At least, with, uh, at least with Collinsworth, the one funny thing, I don't know if people have picked up on this or noticed this, when he does a Sunday Night Football broadcast with Al Michaels, he always purposely spins into the frame on purpose. And people apparently bet money on whether or not he's going to like slide in. And every single time he does it, Al Michaels cracks up because he knows people in America just lost money. And it, it just makes me happy to know that Al Michaels is laughing at everyone. <laughs> you know, I would pay money to have a game called by both Bill Walton and Chris Collinsworth <laughs> at the same time. I would not watch that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it would be too funny. Because they would talk about nothing pertaining to the game. Yeah, Bill Walton would be like, you know, the NFL is great and all, but it's not the Conference of Champions. <laughs> hey, I would watch it. I'm, I'm team Bill Walton. Anything he announces or talks about, I just, I'm trying to follow him down the streams and through the mountain valleys and into the sky. And meanwhile, there's a basketball game going on. Maybe one day he can do Duke Carolina just to really piss everybody off. <laughs> I, w- I couldn't watch it. I would have to turn on the radio and mute the television. Like, no way. Uh, all right. Do you actually want me to run down these list of things that I wrote down? <laughs> is, yeah. there, is there? Yeah. Okay. There's a couple. The, the, there's the normal bets. When I looked tonight, Casey was a three-point favorite. I think that that seems low, but... I, I think Kansas City may be the better team, um, but the over/under for points scored in the game is 56. But you can bet on some other fun things. So in this masked COVID year, you can actually bet on which coach's nostrils will be seen first on TV as they're pulling their mask down <laughs> to scream at people. Uh, we'll stay out does, of the. Does masked. Andy Reid wear a mask? I thought he wore a face he wears shield. shield. Yeah. He has the weird little recently he's been wearing like the little diamond shaped chiefs mm. looking thing. You could bet oh. on that too, by the way. About yeah, which mask he was gonna wear. He also um has his, uh, <laughs> waffle waffle house menu that he holds up in his face. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's because that's where he goes after the game and gets about four grand slams. <laughs> 
Can we talk about Andy Reid's luck briefly that he went from the Philly cheesesteak capital to the barbecue capital? <laughs> Just pointing Makes that sense. out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who, who I like the hell Andy wants to Reed, be though? I do too, but who the hell so wants to be in Philly anyways? I agree. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, what color is the Gatorade that will be dumped on the winning coach thoughts? Apparently the favorite, the front runner was orange. I'm going to go blue. Blue. Yellow. Okay. There was, you could literally bet on this. What will be said? What word will be said first by Tony Romo? Read penetration blitz a gap or trick play i'm going i'm going to read but a gap is a, is a, is a, was a strong contender you could win you, you can win money on this it was like 22 to 1 for a gap and i was like hmm if i bet that would be kind of interesting <laughs> uh will lebron be said during the podcast we talked about that over under so we talked about eric church singing the national anthem over under on the national anthem being longer or shorter than 203 um, two That's minutes, ridiculous. two minutes and three seconds. Will the word brave in the national anthem last longer or shorter than six seconds? You had to decide if it was over or under six seconds. Considering that it's more than one person singing it and Eric church is not a, like a traditional vocalist, he's not going to be singing the brave part. So I think it has a good chance to last longer than six seconds. Now that I know that he's singing it, I kind of agree with you. But like I said, about- he, he's not the only one. Like it's a collaboration between him and a female uh, artist that's a, a, apparently like a really good vocalist. Because Eric is more of a stylist; she's a vocalist, and he said that he would never do the national anthem unless it was the Super Bowl. Huh. Interesting. What do you guys think? You guys have an opinion? What's he got against America is what I want to know. <laughs> oh, we're not we're not canceling Eric Church on this podcast. I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually with uh, Angle on this one. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few third rails that we don't touch <laughs> well america's rail number one <laughs> how you square that circle these uh, colors don't run <laughs> <laughs> mr misunderstood i'm just gonna claim the fifth <laughs> plead the fifth <laughs> um what else we got commercials with a dog over under is four and a half what do you guys think I'm going the under just because Budweiser isn't doing a commercial this year. So it's going to be one less than usual. Dustin, dog lover. Over, over, over. Over. I hope it's like 10 of them. <laughs> Morgan. I agree with, 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 with Dustin. I love dogs. Uh, I hope it's over, but I'm being pandemic and ads being pulled. It's probably going to be under. I'll vote positively. So I'm hoping it's over too. Maybe it'll, because of the pandemic, they'll want to make us feel better. How many times do you guys think Giselle will show up on screen? You could bet on the over-under being one and a half. The answer is not enough. (laughs) For the record, Logan is... It is on the market, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> now, like the uh, the the one thing I've learned over my my two podcasts over the la- one the last few years, this over the last few months is I can never run for president. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as Tony Romo doesn't uh, do what uh, like on his name the guy did to the Alabama, yeah. Brent Musburger, then I think we're going to be all right. We're <laughs> good. <laughs> How many times do you think Giselle gets shown on TV? Apparently, it was only during the game. It wasn't after the game. So if they win, you can't count all the times she's on the stage. 
during the during the game. I'm gonna go ten. Ten. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Just like <laughs> just like her at ten. <laughs> I knew it a ten. A ten. It was a ten. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure that's where you were going with it. Uh, I, like how, I like how Morgan has his earpiece in now where he didn't earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys think the word COVID or pandemic will be said first? Pandemic. COVID. I think so too. I think so too. I think, I think Jim Nance will be able to get out of the first paragraph without saying something about it. And then just because it's a Patriots, uh, podcast <laughs> how many times will bill belichick's annapolis's own bill belichick name be brought up i thought this is kind of interesting that's yeah that is an interesting one it's a tough one too i think three that's my guess i didn't i couldn't find a line or like an, a, a place to bet on it but my guess is three because they're going to bring it up twice in the in the first time and reference him twice because it's a pro he's a proper name and then they'll reference back to when we talked about Belichick later in the game. Mm. What do you guys think? Go ahead. I, I mean, I think right around that three or four range because they're going to reference back to some old Super Bowls. Then they're going to reference how the Patriots, who, who knows if they would have kept Tom Brady. You know, they're going to do some storyline on it. So, yeah, I think that's a fair, fair assessment. Yeah, Morgan? I was going to say four. Okay. Uh, Sorry. That that many. I can't see what you're holding <laughs> up. Oh, <laughs> all the Super Bowl rings <laughs> that he has. That's uh, I'll great. Go seven. I'll go seven. Logan, you said four. Yeah, four. All right. Uh, and the last one that I didn't put on here. Do you think we'll see for any reason an an image of the helmet catch? We better freaking not. <laughs> no. Uh, yes, we will. Only because they're going to probably show highlights over the last 20 years of of one clip seconds of Super Bowl moments in history. And like maybe the intro. They're like, eh, they'll just show like tidbit snips of every, every Super Bowl. And you know, the only clip they're going to show of your Super Bowl angle is. <laughs> yep. Rodney Harrison. My favorite player ever. <laughs> there is, there is uh, so yeah, I, I think they probably will just for what Morgan said. I think they're going to show some highlights, especially with Brady being back in it. So I think they'll ultimately show it. But the one thing that I did want to ask you guys was prediction time. Who wins? Bucks or Chiefs? Bucks. Bucks have a good defense. I really, I think. If all of their weapons that they have on paper right now show up to play on Sunday, it, it'll be Bucks. It won't be a blowout. It'll be close, but it'll be the Bucks. I agree, Morgan. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I agree. I can't go on record and go against Brady, anyways. But I agree. Um, people in Kansas City already hate us. We haven't mentioned um, the quarterback that plays for them once this entire podcast. And we've crapped on Missouri a couple of times on this podcast. So why not go full all in, go full Florida. <laughs> I'm the Florida guy here. I'll go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I really do think they're loaded though. They beat the Redskins, the Saints and the Packers, right? Do I have that right? 
Yeah. I, I'm sorry. That's, that's really good. Like they're loaded. I, I actually think they're, they're going to win. I actually think they're going to do this. Dustin record. I do like the chiefs, but I'm, I'm just going to say chiefs for all our Kansas friends. I don't really care, but for them, I'm going to be cheering for the chiefs. Um, no offense to Tom Brady. I don't, not that he cares what I think, but um, chiefs. Uh, and I think that, Andy Reid's going to eat his way through KC after afterwards to celebrate. <laughs> That's you think we could get him on as a guest? <laughs> <clears throat> It'd be awesome right. if we could, but he'll, he'll be in the middle of his fifth Grand Slam when we bring him on. <laughs> yeah, so Logan. I I uh, I think the the Chiefs overall are a better team, um, but as good as. And we haven't said his name yet till now. As good as Patrick Mahomes is, and Patrick Mahomes is my favorite non-NC State quarterback to watch play football. He played like I've always said a million times. He plays like a shortstop. He doesn't play like a quarterback. And you can see the baseball background with how he plays the game. So like I, I love watching Pat Mahomes play. And as good as he is, um, and as talented as he is, you don't bet against the goat in the Super Bowl. I, I got to go with Tom Brady and the Bucks because the Bucks defense is underrated. Um, you know, I really think that their act, their offense is better when Antonio Brown doesn't play. So I'm not sure if he's active yet or not, cause he was out against the Packers, but if he's not back, I think their offense is a little better, but even if he's back, I mean, that's still another weapon. I think the bucks end up winning this one in a very close one. Cause when does Tom Brady not win a close Super Bowl? He doesn't really ever blow teams out in the big one. Now for the record, he doesn't have a kicker to save his butt this time. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anything else we need to cover? Anything else you guys want to cover? I think that about covers it for me, especially with the the most overrated sports day in America. So, hands down, no question. I agree. <laughs> I just couldn't come up with anything else. <laughs> if we can just make it to next Tuesday. We'll have cars on the track at Daytona, a real sport. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan Zinner with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan, and we will see you next time.